we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and a very special guest. We will get to him in just a second. Bruce, how are you today? Um, healthy and alive. Yeah, doing well. Digging in there. That's good. That's good. I understand you might be in and out today. You were dealing with some uh, some issues over there, so uh, you might not be on the mm -hmm. entire yes. time. Is that correct? Yeah, that, true. Yes. That's okay. We will uh, we will bear with you. That's good. Glad to see you, uh, so to speak. And first time back in the new year. We haven't seen him since last year. Happy to have his opinion back because he brings a little bit of balance to uh, things that we talk about here from time to time, every other week or so. Ned, you're back with us. How was your Christmas? Oh, awesome. Christmas is always awesome. That's good. Good new year? Yeah. Yeah. Good new year. Yeah. yeah. Did you check People COVID passports awesome. at the door? Did, did you check COVID passports uh, at the door? What's that? What's the COVID passport? Uh, well, it's those things that that uh, that Fauci tell you that you need uh, to prove that you have the the jab to everybody else to prove that you're safe when in fact that yeah you, you know what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. Just, you invited to my party, both unvaccinated and vaccinated can come in. Oh, you don't discriminate then? Uh, well, uh, well then. No. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not inclusive enough. <laughs> Which way? <laughs> Just the way that I said, it's because uh, it doesn't mean anything. So that's yeah, yeah, the way that it is. <laughs> but no, it's, no, uh, it's, it's a good. wonderful time. It's, that's good. It was that's a good. Re really good time. Up to silly hours in the morning, seeing the new year in. Yeah. And people were very social, very happy. And it was nice. That's good. That's it's, good. It's good. To, yeah. It's good to do those again and, and disconnect from the lunacy that that is COVID. Um, yeah. Uh, I agree totally. So your first podcast back, your first uh, first podcast of the new year. I I have a couple of things lined up today. I've got some uh, some audio of uh, of Sajid Javid. We'll get into that. Um, got some uh, got some apologetic audio from uh, from Boris Johnson uh, down in the House of Commons uh, that we can play if we need to uh, because of something about a garden party in the back of uh, number ten. I'm not sure something about drinking beer. I I don't know. Um, but I've got uh, I've got that, and I want to talk a little bit today about uh, about China. Uh, we can have some discussion about that. But I mean, that's just off to the side. It's it doesn't necessarily have to happen. But um, I tell you what, we'll just lead off with um, with what points you want to talk about today, Ned. So what's on your mind? Well, no, we can incorporate that. But I mean, it's like I don't know. The way you want to start is the way I see January. I mean, a lot of people don't like January. They see it as a dark time. It's winter. It's cold. It's miserable. That's just selfishness within humans it's 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 a point nature's gone to sleep it's lovely it's having a rest that's when we should have a time of reflection as in think about what's gone on that's what january is about january is about reflecting on what we have done ourselves what we have caused to be done by what we've done and you know over the pre previous year or years if you want i mean this has been a bit of a gray area which has gone in from one year into two years and what we can do to make life a bit better, if at all. Because at the moment, I mean, I always have a chin up and I always have a good laugh, but we've got to try and dig out of this. We've got to try and everybody's got to try and get out of this. 
as individuals, we've got to try and be positive, not just roll over again. Because I think personally, um, if we don't, I think we've got to the point where as individuals, the majority of the race, we've gone and got vaccinated. And because we've done that, because we've done as we're told, whether it's the carrot and the stick and everything else, we've been coerced or whatever. And just for an easy life, we've gone and done it. Not once, not twice. And then it's three times and boosters and everything else. And it's it's starting to get silly. I mean, Omicron itself that came out in November across the other side of the world, nearly, South Africa, it a nasty. It was a lesser virus. It was a lesser one. It was it was causing like poor flu-like symptoms if they'd listened to the people over there, the doctors over there, the people that actually got it. And we're not talking people that were in government, we're talking normal people in the street that were susceptible and it got and it got rife and everything. And then for some reason we knew it was over there and then it got everywhere so fast. Again, another coincidence. Why? But that's another another side story. But it got everywhere and everybody's using it as a cues and and as we approach Christmas, people give it, oh no, not another lockdown or whatever. Not another excuse for this. Some people allowed the lockdowns not to happen, which was good. As much as Boris Johnson is a fruit bat, he's off the scale after time. It didn't happen. We didn't get lockdowns. Fine. Although there's loads of wranglings one way or another and people advise this and people advise that, it didn't happen to any severe degree. I don't know, man. Neil Ferguson did a Neil Ferguson out of uh, Imperial College did a bang up job on uh, advising Sage there about uh shutting most of that stuff down and saying, well, his, his advice was actually picked up by a lot of governments in the Western world. You know, Mr. Armageddon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And yet you've had, you see, who advises who? This is this is the complicating matter. You say SAGE, yeah? yeah SAGE is the advisory um, position in emergencies that advise the government. And yet it was them who advised our government not to, not to vaccinate 12 to 15-year-olds. So they advised our government not to. And yet our government, under advice, uh, which they didn't say from who, went ahead and got the kids vaccinated at schools. So, and yet they didn't say who advised them. If we told Sage is the advisory body, and yet in writing, Sage told them not to. So that in itself is quite a damning thing. It's who you pick and choose. Who you pick and choose to self-justify what you supposedly want to do. I mean, you say you got something about Boris Johnson. I do. That's in the news at the yeah, but that's in the news at the moment. But once again, in this country, what aren't they talking about? All they're talking about is that load of garbage, party or not party. There are a few things that are a bit yeah, it's damning. Yes, fine. Yes, we know he's got a public schoolboy side to him, and so have a hell of a lot of them within Parliament. Personally, I would prefer it if we actually got on with the real things in life. I mean, we've got so used to the scandals of government, whether they've misused the money or everything, and they come up and say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then it's just something else. And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he has addressed the parliament, or she has addressed the parliament and said, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Personally, it's boring. What we need to do is ask the big question. Two years of paying for these medical jabs for everybody isn't cheap. And everybody in the world nearly has got it done. Whether it's 75, 80%, even more than that in some countries. Someone's paid for that. Governments or whatever's paid for that. 
And the people have paid indirectly because in some countries like ours, where you have medical help, usually, and the NHS is wanting to put you on a list to have your hip replaced, your knees done, and God knows what else. It's an endless amount of lift. It's all stopped. It all stopped and got pushed back, the fear of COVID and everything. But that had to be paid for. And all the countries have paid for it. So who do they owe? This is what people should be thinking. Who do we owe all this money to? Every country is in debt in the world. Is there a private money-making machine somewhere which just digitally pops this up and somebody just gives you an IOU? In fact, that's very close to probably what's going on. I mean, we bailed the banks out in this country, but it's about time where the return should happen because the governments in this world are going potty. How many governments in this world are actually persecuting their own people? The people that have actually voted them in, actually voted them in. I mean, I mean, some people are getting fed up. I mean, poor French. <laughs> I mean, that was not an amusing pre-Christmas present where, no, oh, we've got Macron. five million French citizens that aren't vaccinated and they will be called non-citizens as far as they're I, concerned I, well, that, yeah that but is- that's terrible but i think you and i both know that and i think you and i were speaking on the phone about that that's um i i think that's a low ball number to be fair i think that the uh the number of unvaxxed uh french citizens is actually a lot higher than five million. Oh yeah i know but the point is calling the unvaccinated non-citizens and yet everybody within the western parliaments have been voted in by the people, and they're supposed to be custodians, the stewards of the people of these countries, who actually think they can turn around and go, you're a non-citizen. I mean, you, you lose your voting rights. Is that what's coming next? And you notice he's disappeared since he said that. He came out one day, because nobody's seen him for months. He comes out one day, he says that, and then he disappears again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty damn scary. But I mean, it's not funny what's happening in Germany either. No. I mean, that's No. No, there's too much. I mean, when it's getting, I mean, in this country, if you actually want a discussion, nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Vaccinated people do not want to talk about it. And I understand this because human psyche, once you've done something, you're going to rock and roll with it because we're going to see this out to the end because I'm actually done this now and I don't want to look the idiot and say, well, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. And there's the blind stupidness of it that we do these things till sometimes it's too late. But while we're doing this, they either don't want to talk about it or they do that. It's all playground tactics where you point the finger at another child and nobody points the finger at you. It's bullying tactics, you know? So because the bully is not sure of themselves and because they've got a problem, they tend to pick on others and cause that. It's all playground tactics and it's it's quite laughable. It is, well, sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And this is what they learn as children. And when, I mean, it's time to grow up and say, yeah, hands up. Shall we stop now? We stop now. This is getting a bit out of hand. But yeah, anybody who's listening, I would really like an answer, either uh, fed back to the show or whatever, of um, who do you actually think has got all the IOUs on this? You know, as an individual, I mean, we all have our ideas. We all have whatever theories. But forget everybody else's theories. Go and find out yourself. And look into it yourself. Every individual that's listening, go and find out and make that one question. Economically, if everybody's in debt in the world, aren't we just write debt off? 
The banks seem to think so. I mean, for for themselves. I mean, all of this debt doesn't belong to us, by the way. We didn't vote. We didn't uh, we didn't get a say in where any of this uh, exorbitant amount of money, trillions, whether that's dollars, pounds, euros, whatever. We haven't had a say in the last, well, it's been several years now, but uh, the last two years especially. We've had zero say Ooh. in where any of this money's gone. Do you think that if any normal, sane thinking populace were able to make an informed, rational decision at this point, we would be dumping trillions into absolutely nothing but black holes? The answer is no. It'd be interesting if you pose the question, we've had two years of this and asked your governments how much they've actually spent on these vaccines from the few people who manufacture it. And the bottom and if it, And if that was redirected actually into medical systems in all of the countries, how many people would be physically and mentally better off? Because there's two years of people probably thinking they finally got on a list to be treated for one thing or another, but it hasn't happened. And the death rate of COVID as such, or the vaccine casualties as such, I mean, what worries me is we're still getting casualties. We're getting nothing but vaccinated casualties now. And this is the worrying point of fact. How long will this continue? I mean, just by the numbers alone, I mean, if it was such a wonderful thing and 80% of the world was vaccinated, so, hey, that should be, oh, not many people in hospitals if it's just the unvaccinated, but it's not the unvaccinated that are in the hospitals because they've managed, they've had to, if you can say, whoa, the survivors find immunity, that's a natural thing. So within the hospitals, you've got, vaccinated are in the hospitals. That's another thing you've got to question. Well, the Australian press says that uh, because the vaccinated are in the hospitals, that means the jab's working. What? Yeah. The, That's, um, yeah the, the, even I can't work, I can't work that out mathematically. <laughs> that must be one hell of an well, equation, that one. Well, it's because those, those people that are in the hospital, they would end up, they would be dead is what they're, what they're saying, is those people would have died if it wasn't for the vaccine. So they're in the hospital. They live, but it's because of the jab. But they're actually managing to manage it. So all these people, yeah. right. So if you're unvaccinated, right, and you're not dying, fine, and you're not in the hospitals, okay, so you've got a group of people that aren't. But if all the patients are now vaccinated and in the hospital, I mean, even if you've got, even if somebody thinks of themselves as intelligent or of low intelligence, use your common sense, which actually manages to realign your intelligence, use your common sense and go, well, either we've been told the wrong thing or something's not actually working right, or you can't say misinformation, can you? Oh my God. And everybody's broke. And hmm, hey, a situation to be in. And by the way, how much has the price of living gone up in the last two years? The cost of living. Well, uh, we're looking three- at that if we're looking at that, just uh, just on a couple of uh, couple of things that I can say, I can't speak to the UK, but I know in the US I can speak to the inflation rate. We looked at that. Uh, what was it two days ago, Bruce? And it hit the highest level since 1982. And yep. the Central European countries are seeing the highest levels of inflation since 1951, I believe. Well, it's gone through the roof because I mean everybody's used to going to their own supermarkets, and you go down there, and I mean some people have partners that work in the NHS. Bless the souls. They've had a really hard job, but they've been pushed down the corridor and even they're getting fed up now. I know people in the NHS and it's nice for supermarkets 
and everything. Come up and start with, if you're in the NHS, you get X percentage off, you get 25% off, you get this off, you get that. It's a wonderful thing. But you've got to think of it. No business in this world will bankrupt themselves no matter what. If they give a loss leader or whatever, they will get that money back some other way. So the honesty of it is the 25% I got given away, which is I haven't got a problem with, you can expect it to come out of the general public's pocket. And how it works in this world is every change of currency, whether we went from old money to decimal in this country, or whether we went through Brexit and things like that, there will always be a hike up and people will find that the cost of living goes up. Although use a reason for it no matter what. But it never goes back down. Look at your fuel prices, whatever. It has always been on the upward trend. Even when it's gone down for a while because they want you to buy it or whether they're juggling it, it will always have an upward trend. Nothing eventually goes back down. And when we come out of COVID, your prices aren't going to go back. You're going to have this. Economically, your money is worth substantially less than it was. I mean, you can call this a two-year recession if you want. Somebody has made a lot of money, a hideous amount of money or some bodies. General public, the cost of their living has gone up exponentially because of it. People haven't had their medical operations one way or another. If you think about it, there was no reason, to some degree, that if they're going to write a blank check for all the vaccines, why didn't they just write a blank check and keep going on with the operations that people needed? Because all the beds were full. Doesn't that actually state that you should have built another hospital? That your facilities aren't there? No. What you're going to probably find out of this from as this teeters or from this point on, you're going to get more and more private hospitals, private places, yeah, which will say, we are very good with our COVID rules, but you can come to us now because as the NHS will still not be doing the operations. It will never catch up in this country. They will never catch up. They'll be wanting people to go private, which will then possibly put other people in debt. And no matter what happens, everybody will be going further and further into debt. And this is what worries me. Everybody, this affects my fa family life as well. Everybody that's actually got vaccinated and has agreed to get vaccinated. And for whatever reason, whether you medic it was to help the medically dependent. I haven't got a problem with that. Even the, the man that helped design it doesn't understand why it's been given out to the medically healthy. And economically, it's bankrupt so many businesses, so many countries. And at the end of this, all there will be is debt owed by so many, the few. And if you're in debt, that means your future generation will either have to pick the debt up or you won't have anything to hand over. I think and you're going to get to a point. I, I think I have a solution. Oh. It's a simple solution. Simple solution is this. You arrest these bankers and you triage the debt that we can't pay. It's that simple. Well, I mean, goes you, back, want a, goes you want a great reset. There's a great reset for you. <laughs> well, this is it. The thing is, it can get written off. It can actually get rid, written it, well, off. Well, it's not our debt, is my point. It, is it's not our debt. It's it's the banks the, and the lenders that are creating this out of thin air. This has been helicopter money for a long time. And the, the only reason that we're not seeing the, uh, the hyperinflation across the board in all these countries now is because of the lockdowns. They've been able to keep the economy shut down. They've been able to take the producers, i.e. us, who won't 
play along with their sick little game and take their jabs. They've been able to keep us out of the marketplace and they've been able to keep that money channeled into throttled businesses that they now control, that they've given exorbitant amounts of money to to stay in operation. Uh, again, as the, like more debt that you're talking about. And they're now going to leverage that over their heads as well. It's not about trying to manage this. I don't think there's any way to manage uh, this crisis at all. But it's, 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 beyond, it's beyond control. It was beyond control. Yeah, they can't stop the, the turn of the millennium. Yeah, they can't stop because the inflation. The world now. was not. The world was never in this century producing enough money to pay the debt off that was created by everybody. I mean, you you have fixed debt and you have mobile debt, which is which was in the hundreds of trillions throughout the world, and the world doesn't create that money in a year. I mean, the idea of having a credit card used to be you had a credit card so you could use it and you paid it off. Credit debt in the world never be paid off there's just too much of it the world doesn't produce all the countries in the world together does not produce that money so it so i mean yeah it's been a long haul and the only way they could have created such a beast was to get rid of what the countries used to use as equity was their gold that was the standard once you got rid of that and it all went digital then money stopped being in existence as such you have it in your hand, you can use it, you can have whatever. But it was in control of it, got moved around, shuffled, whatever, and it just got more and more and more. And they think they can control the whole world with this. Their business science that broke the world, they're not going to fix it with the business science. You've got to stop doing this. That is not a very good way of enforcing anything. Well, here's the question then, and I'll ask you this on that point. How do the central banks, how do they, because they're the ones that that issue the, the currency and, and credit, how do mm -hmm. they stabilize inflation without destroying economic activity and the supply lines? If you looked at it and you know that you cannot pay this back, instead of having, it's just like the welfare estate. Every country's got some form of welfare estate, yes, which helps the needy. No matter what, it is something, yeah? So, okay. Make a welfare state rule. Fine. If we want to, we've we've got a um, X amount of hundreds of houses we can't put people in. They can't afford to buy them. Use them. Use them. Digitally pay somebody whatever. Recycle it one way. If you can digitally keep this going round with your financial wizards going round and round when there isn't enough money in the world to pay the debt off by anybody, you can digitally do anything. I mean, in the old days, we used to, I mean, Africa used to be it's been so monopolized and everything. And um, when people in the Western world wanted somebody in power, out of power, whatever, whether we created mercenary armies and things like that, or whether we wanted to dig, or it has been a real bad place for um, ethics and the West having their boot in it. But it got to a point where several countries in that country couldn't pay their debt off. So several countries in the West used to write it off eventually after so many years. They just wrote it off. That's what could be done. You can just, debt can be written off. It doesn't matter who it is. If I mean, you don't have to like somebody to write it off. You just have to think, well, this isn't working. So you sit down and go, well, how much do we owe? Oh, hang on. There's a person from every country in the world here, and we all owe something. Okay, we're all in debt. Which one of us has got the upper hand? Oh, nobody. Who do we owe this to? Um, question? The central banks. The central banks. But... Personally, if you're in charge of a country, you got the central and the central banks are in that country or whatever. Um, kick them out. 
<laughs> I, I was going to say we're, we're then if we write it off, which I, I'm, I totally agree with that. If we if we write off that bad debt, because I mean we we can't first and foremost we can't pay it. As you said, there's more debt in the world than what there is actual money in circulation. So I mean, it's, and, and what we produce, so that that's not going to work. And if you go much. back, it, yeah, but if you go back and and you you start over, if you write it off and you start fresh, you're dealing with the same dumbasses in there that caused the problem in the first place. You're entrusting them to rework and remanage the system that they destroyed that got you there in the, in the first place. So you got to get rid of that. You've got to get rid of the ideal of those idiots that think they can rule by debt. Isn't that something out of like Godfather? You want a favor? You owe me. I'm going to call it back in and you're going to do exactly what I want. So what does that mean? Whoever's in government isn't actually looking after their country because they're beholden to somebody else. And does that mean everybody has got to look within themselves and give it, hang on, why are we doing all these stupid things and rolling over and just buying more of this product, buying more and more and putting everybody in debt and we've got so far into debt, hang on, I've had enough. I don't want to buy any more. You're not paying you back. Bog off. Out of my country. Litigation? Yeah. Why not? We'll tie that up for years. I'm still not paying you back. I'm going to look after my country. But no one's got the backbone to do that. You need one person to start here. You need one person to stand up. But if that person stands up, those people behind the scenes and get nasty about it? I don't know. The thing is, the world is in such a... It's a stupid place. It just doesn't make sense. Mathematically, it doesn't make sense. There's no common sense to it other than what somebody somewhere is sitting with a glass table full of iou chits and they're giving it what we're going to do with all this is leverage but what do you need that sort of leverage for to create your own dystopia or utopia which way is it going to go well dystopia to us utopia to them bruce did you have a question or you want to comment yeah i was going to comment that the central banks are telling companies that they can't get loans unless they follow their lead so you're having the companies that are doing the bidding of the central banks. And when I'm referring to central banks, I'm also meaning Schwab and the Great Reset. So even if the governments stop doing the central bank stuff, the central banks have the businesses by the balls. And the businesses, mm. like they can't really do anything uh, unless they follow the lead of the... So it's going to take all the businesses and the government at the same time to flip the bird to the central banks. And yeah, I think we would have to go in and arrest those individuals for the kind of really mob-like mafia-like uh, yep. actions they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we used to have something that used to call this country treason against the crown, treason against your own country. Isn't it treason to actually drag your country into such a place where it is? Who's been treasonous across the board? How can all the countries be in the same position, in the same bad place? It is, it's, it's laughable. With, I mean... So if we actually, I mean, everybody wants their identity. If you're fighting over identity, Brexit, this, in the UK, other countries saying, well, I mean, they had the Federation of Europe and then people are giving it, we want our identity, we want this, we want this, I don't know whether we should give it. If you want your own identities, yeah, you've just given it up in two years. As individuals across the globe, you've given up your individuality en masse by going down this line. How do you sort that out? How do you actually recompense those that have screamed about this horrible darkness that everyone's getting dragged into? And yet, as a generation, you just rolled over 
and you're showing the future generations that they should roll over too. And in fact, the majority are not going to have anything to hand over or whatever. And you not make this a nice place for your kids and your grandkids, etc., etc., because it won't last. Because if you show them that no one's got the right of choice and no one's got the right to speak up and you can polarize society and put people down because of their decisions not to do something, that is not something you should be showing your children because you won't get individuals, you won't get entrepreneurs, you will not get these real good thinkers that put us where we are now because the world has been run by financial departments which actually justify their own existence and don't really care about individuals and never have done because the business science is broken. I agree. It's just broken. It, it is. And it's because we have individuals and I, well, I'm, I'm not going to say he's the only one, of course not, but he is the latest. Uh, and I want to shift up here a little bit. Uh, I want to uh, want to talk about your, I, I hate to even say it, um, your health minister who knows nothing about health, um, who is who is not a doctor. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I said, not I'm like going to be saving Biden. this. Yeah, not like Dr. Biden or Dr. Fauci or anything like that. Uh, but Fauci, to at least to his credit, he's actually a doctor. Now, I don't know of what, but he is a doctor. I saved this audio for you. Uh, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago I was going to save it. Uh, this is Sajid Javid going into uh, a hospital to consult with some doctors, some NHS yes. workers. And then I've, I've got a few uh, few clips of this. And then uh, I also have his, um, his response basically going back on everything that all of these individuals told him uh, during his visit when he was speaking at the House of Commons. But we'll start with this first. He's meeting with an unvaccinated doctor when he visits this hospital. And this doctor is explaining to him, look, I've been exposed to COVID. I have natural immunity. You're now telling me that I have to take a jab. He says, now, unless you want to seriously put people at risk for doing this, I mean, what are you going to start doing? Are you going to start jabbing people every month? I mean, because that's what it's going to take. But listen to uh, what the doctor says to him. Maybe there's an opportunity to reconsider with Omicron and the changing picture, or at least to nuance it and allow doctors who've had antibody exposure who've got antibodies, yeah. who haven't had the vaccination, to not have it, because the protection I've got from transmission is probably equivalent to someone who's vaccinated. Yeah, but at some point that will wane as well. But if you want to provide yeah. protection with a booster, yeah. you'd have to inject everybody every month. If it's worn off by two months, yeah? If, it's yeah. if the protection's yeah. worn off the transmission after two months, yeah. then after a month, you've still got a bit of protection. Yeah. So if you want to maintain protection, you're going to need to boost all staff members every single month. Okay, first of all, the fact that you would lose any type of natural immunity is complete bullshit. It's rubbish. Yeah, that's, that's, rubbish. Just, not, yeah, that's just not true at all. Uh, Otherwise, the human race would have died out thousands of years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything that he's saying there uh, is is complete nonsense. So he continued on his um, his walk there and he came across, uh, I believe this is a uh, believe this is a, a set of nurses here. What do you what do you think of the, the new rule to require vaccination of all NHS staff? I'm, I'm not happy about that. So. You're not happy about it, tell me. Yeah. So I've had COVID at some point. Yeah. Uh, I've got antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on COVID ITU since the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Um, uh, the vaccine's reducing transmission only for about eight weeks mm. with Delta. With Omicron, it's probably less. Mm. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine. It's not, the science isn't strong enough. That's your view. And, and, and your views? 
you have a view on that? that? I respect that, but there's, a, there's also many yeah, I agree. No, different views. Yep, there's other views, yeah. but... Yeah. And there's another colleague yeah. who's, who's also in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. And obviously we had to weigh all that up for both health and social care. And there, there will always be a, a debate about it. But it's a, Maybe yeah. there's an opportunity to reconsider with Omicron and the changing picture. Oh, so that was the pretext oh, of that conversation. Yeah, I, that was a pretext of that conversation. Uh, apparently, I was unaware of that. That was my fault. But that's basically where, where he was going with that in, in the first one. He, he says, well, that's your opinion. No, no, sir. That's not his opinion. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. That's and what it is. The thing, and the thing is, the other what he also followed that up with was, and this is, we can always debate this. No. The no, biggest problem we've got is, there's been no debate has been no debate for two years. No one has debated anything. Everybody has been told what they should do for their own sake, been told you can't do this unless you do this. It hasn't been a debate. They polarised the societies. There has been no debate, no medical debate on open media. Well, has it been an open medical debate in the US? So it hasn't been one in the UK. It hasn't been one in the US. There hasn't been one in any European nation as far as I know. It's just been... No. edicts of has, do what you're when, told when you don't debate things there uh, is an underlying reason from those who don't allow debate i mean even if i mean you learn you, you, you're told at university we're going to teach you how to debate whether you agree with the position we put you in you will put a point forward on that case so even if they created somebody and said get a vaccinated person and say you are to debate against the vaccine as if you agree with the unvaccinated and get an unvaccinated person and say them do the other side and see what they could do. That is how you you get taught to debate in universities. Polarise it so mm -hmm. you can learn to debate. But an actual truthful debate has never happened on any medical side. I mean, in this country, it's, it's like, I'd like to call him Jarhead, but I shouldn't really. Well, Jarhead in the, in the, the US is a Marine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Somebody who will follow blindly into a fire. Yeah. 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 Without and thought. They, and they will. They will. They're tough, tough yeah. bastards. They are. They are some yeah. tough sons of bitches. That is, but no, no disrespects to a Marine or somebody. Who, no, no, not at all. He, he, friends at a he is blindly following something, not even what he says is true. I mean, Sage are the advisors within the UK to the government. But when they can actually say in writing and it's reported by the BBC that they advise the government not to vaccinate healthy and the 12 to 15 year olds and start to carry out then soon after that is the advice that he stands in government and says yes we need to do this we need to vaccinate these and we'll push it forward and they use the schools to push it forward and then it slowly gets sillier and sillier with the boosters and this and that and whatever and then you've got your own medical staff within the NHS as you've shown that immunity natural immunity that people will have reached by now the unvaccinated will have reached by now it's there it's solid and yet the vaccine only works for so long so isn't the answer to actually reach your own natural immunity yes now yes so that you can be healthier because the sooner we get our health back take charge of our own health then we can use the medical systems to help those who actually need it and this is where we should be thinking about if healthy people what should want to help those that really need it the more we follow blindly down this economical crippling way our medical systems aren't treating those that actually need help 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. You you mentioned there about debate. You said, where's the debate, Ben? Quite frankly, there hasn't been any. But uh, I, I left one country out and I thought of this example right here. Uh, and I want to play this. I don't think you've seen this. This has been a while ago. This is back in October. This is uh, this is an MP down in Australia named Craig Kelly. And he's yeah. have you seen this or have I you heard I've of seen it? him speak? Okay. Yeah. He's he's quite outspoken. He's and I and I agree with him. He's he's one of the few politicians down there that are actually standing up for the, for what's right uh, and and bless him for doing it. This is him trying to explain the effectiveness of ivermectin, and you see what happens. Yeah. You see what happens to his argument when he tries to bring it up. This is what they think about trying to debate something that actually has meaning behind it and merit. Mm-hmm. I said internationally renowned. He was a physician with four. What up? You got to be kidding. Point of one. Uh, Deputy seriously, you seriously got to order. Deputy Speaker, it is uh, essential to the dignity of the House that we debate the matters before us. Uh, the second reading amendment is narrow in its focus on uh, the in- industry aspects of the pandemic. Uh, it doesn't uh, allow the member to speak about ivermectin, a uh, drug which the Therapeutic Goods Administration has asked uh, Australians not to use uh, and suggested that it be not, not be imported for the purposes of dealing with COVID. Uh, questions such as these are clearly outside the uh, issues of, uh, that are before the House. Uh, the member has many other opportunities to raise questions um, such as this. He might make me. a 90-second statement. Order, he order. might speak in the... Uh, I, I think the appropriate action is to, is to uh, request that the member be, uh, be relevant. Thank you, uh, Deputy Speaker. Just on the relevance rule, let's be very clear what this amendment says condemns the coalition government for its continued failure to back Australian industry and innovation and to deal with the challenges arising from the pandemic. That is exactly what I am speaking about. You come into this chamber and want to silence debate on one of the most important issues ever facing our country? Shame on you down there at the desk, member for Fenner or wherever you're from. It is absolutely crystal clear that what I am debating is directly relevant to this bill. And how dare you stand up and try and silence debate in the House because of some ideological view that you may have. I am directly talking about the government's continued failure to back Australian industry and innovation. And I am talking about an Australian innovation that we have let slip through our fingers. That's what I have been talking about. What is that directly 100% relevant to this bill? Point of order. There's your debate, sir. Mm. And that's everywhere. Point of order. I mean, you get that within houses in America as well. It's got to be specific and what they're yep. sitting down to talk about. And it can't Whereas... be ideologically skewed in any way. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be with the agenda. I know. It has to be it's, with the agenda. Yeah. This is yeah. And this this is where I said a long time ago within the UK, you find because we've got like a lot of countries, two opposing main parties. They seem to oppose each other and talk in Parliament about whatever issues, and they act like public school boys. They can bitch and holler at each other and wah, 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 ha, 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 whatever they want to say. But it's what they don't talk about. What they don't talk about and what they don't argue about, or to the fact, they're not arguing about something. Why aren't they arguing about it? And it's continuing on behind the scene of this facade of whatever they're doing. And... That's exactly the facade there. At least, well, no, 10 out of 10. He stood up and he's an angry person. 
And he's got every right to be angry because that is his country. Absolutely. I think he's the only person in the room that actually is talking about his country, you know, because, yeah, what's going on? What the hell is going on? And all our parliaments are shut. European parliaments used to be about human rights. Everything that drove this world used to be about human rights. And sometimes it got very extreme. Every different person with a difference had rights. This vaccination has taken those rights away. Because no matter what, all they've said it's for your own good and they've used the carrot and stick. If you don't how dare somebody say if you don't do this, we will not allow you to do this. Even to the point of some places don't allow you to leave your home. Some they don't allow you to socialize. It's not you're not killing people. If you can have doctors within hospitals have natural immunity and they can work within those areas yeah and all their staff not one of them put that doctor down not one of them shouted at him the only person that was anywhere near naysaying is jarhead and it's just ridiculous it just doesn't make sense it, it, it makes sense political it, it makes sense you if oh yeah oh no if you've got an ulterior motive and you yes. want to yes. take control and skew with the whole of society yes. yeah yeah. But it does not make any sense. Even in their ideology, it's corrupt. You can have a person that does bad things, you know, to get rid of bad things. And we've all done that. Whether we've gone to war on one side or the other, we've both gone to war and we've done bad things against each other, whatever. But when you openly do evil things, for the sake of self worth, and no regard for nothing except self, that's evil. That's bad. That is I agree. evil. I agree, sir. And and I'm sorry, there's something rotten underneath all this because it's just gone on for far too long and everybody's rolled over because they think they want a quiet life. But that quiet life won't be the quiet life that the next generation has because there'll be less for them than the generation after, less for them. Because that's how it works and that's how it's been going on for a long time. Society has been changing and pushed in a direction where what they're gonna think that they're happy and they don't own anything well i think that if you if you look at what they're trying to create then yes they're trying to create this and i'm, I'm gonna clue facebook in with this but they're they're trying to create a virtual world where this world is going to what whatever they're creating here is going to be horrible to live in right that that would be a horrible horrible place to live in but if you can go to a virtual place that is whatever you want to make of it, well, then that would make you much happier, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wake up and go I'm, to my shit job and I'm going to get home and have a wonderful time. Well, no, I'll have to get up and go to my shit job. No, again. there's not going to be there's not going to be a shit job because you're not going to have a job because it's going to be all robotics. Uh, but before we drift, before we drift too far, what what'd you call him? What you call him Jarhead? You, Javid? You call, <laughs> call him a Jar? This is, is this is him rounding off his uh, his visit. Now you recall what the doctor said to him and how the nurses were kind of like, "Look, man, <sighs> uh, we don't want any part of whatever it is you're pushing here." This was his response. Of what he's uh, of of that visit in Parliament. Now, again, according to your government's own numbers, okay, according to your government's own numbers, uh, it shows that two and a half times of the people that are in hospital right now in the UK, according to mm -hmm. the government's own numbers, are people that are jabbed. Vaccinated. Yeah, they're people that have been jabbed. Okay, according to their own report that they put out today. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. This is what Javid had to say in Parliament. 
The reason why this country is as free as it is now is because of the decision that nine out of ten people have made to get vaccinated. Those people who made a decision when they could have been vaccinated because they're not medically exempt, uh, for example, uh, but they so they could have, they've chosen not to do that. And that has consequences. It doesn't just have consequences for them. It has consequences for all of us. Uh, my honourable friend might be interested to know that when I visited a hospital uh, last week, you know, King's College Hospital in London, that I was told by the consultant in charge when I went to the ICU ward that was looking after COVID patients, I was told that they estimate that 70% of those in the ICU ward were unvaccinated. 70% were unvaccinated. If those people had got vaccinated, they not only would have been uh, safer, uh, but it would have meant that that space in, 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 in hospitals could have been used for others. Uh, and, and if that is not just in ICU, wards, if you look at the 17,000 uh, COVID-positive patients in our hospitals, this is uh, something that could have been prevented had the, those that were unvaccinated or decided not to take their booster shot had actually bothered to do so. So yes, getting vaccinated, it needs to be a positive choice. We need to encourage people. And with the exception of, uh, of the health and social care high-risk settings, it should not be done by compulsion. I don't believe in that. I don't think it will work. I think it's unethical uh, to do so. But the people who have chosen not to get vaccinated should understand the consequences of their decision for the rest of society. Well, that does not make sense. None of what he if said makes un- sense. Yeah, no, no. If you're unvaccinated, right, you will openly show symptoms if Correct. you come down with COVID. If you are vaccinated, the idea of the vaccine is to reduce any higher harmful effects. So it reduces the effects. But by doing that, it doesn't stop you getting COVID and it doesn't stop you transmitting it. So you could have it. And if it reduces the symptoms to a point where you don't really feel bad and you've got it, and you're transmitting it, it makes you a carrier. So, whereas an unvaccinated person can't be a carrier as such. Well, the, possibly if, if their immune system is so good and maybe it has a tweak, you might be able to carry it. But you're not causing anything. In fact, you go back to the point of view about this travel. If somebody, if a plane load of people are meant want to get on a plane and 99% of them are vaccinated, they say, yeah, come on, you don't have to be tested, you're vaccinated. But they could all have COVID, theoretically, or a good lump of them could have COVID and not feel any effects because of the vaccine. Yet the unvaccinated person get tested, and the only way he's going to get on that plane is if that test says you're negative. By the time he gets off at the other end, he could have COVID because of the vaccinated people on the plane because they don't have to be tested because they got a vac- because they got a vaccine passport. Doesn't mean they haven't got it. But he fact, has to be tested. In fact, uh, Bruce had mentioned that, um, and according to the, the papers and the research that he looked at and the other interviews we've heard from these other doctors, if you're double jabbed or tri- well, triple jabbed at this point, because if you're not double or excuse me, if you're double jabbed, you're not vaccinated anymore. Um, and then, of <laughs> course, it wears off. Yeah, because it wears off. And then now you've got to have the fourth one that's coming up in March. Uh, they've got another one that's coming up in March. Pfizer said that they've got another one they're going to roll out. But Bruce, you said if if someone, according to the data and everything at this moment, the actual data, not this cooked up stuff that these these morons are following, but if you look at the actual studies and the actual reports, the people that are fully jabbed, jabbed up and got their current vaccine passport, they're the ones that are the potential super spreaders with the viral loads that they can carry, correct? Even That's even according not to Malone. Can, not only can they carry more virus uh, compared to someone that's unvaccinated uh, before they start showing symptoms, so you're going to be a spreader 
So basically, when you're unvaccinated and showing symptoms, you're, you, you can spread it. Whenever you show symptoms, you can spread it. But when a vaccinated person reaches the same level of symptoms, they have a much higher viral load, which means they can spread the virus when they're asymptomatic, which is before yeah. this, it was impossible to spread. Like the number was so small, it was insignificant for asymptomatic spread. That wasn't a thing. But on top of that, you're more vulnerable to the other variants when you continue getting jabbed. It reduces your immune system to this. So you're, you're getting a jab for the alpha variant and you've gone in for four jabs. Congratulations. You are now more likely to catch one of the other variants uh, than you were if you were unvaccinated. It's, it's not a matter of catching it. You're, to, you're reacting to it. Yes. Yeah. And this is what we talked about with your ADE in the beginning. And this is what Malone talked about who's part creator of this thing, worry about ADE and how these sort of vaccines are specifically designed for a strain to help you, but they can make your body abnormally react to any other strain. So you've got that umbrella of reducing the effects, but what's going on inside you might not be very nice until yes. you're actually gone past a really bad point and yeah. you've got a different variant. In fact, you're like a small laboratory and you really don't know what's going on inside you. So I pulled this report today. Uh, this is the uh, this is the UK, this is from the UK Health Security Agency, uh, and this is their COVID nineteen vaccine surveillance port, or report for week forty two. It is quite shocking some of the things that they have in here. Ned, I'm happy to send this over to you uh, if you want to have a look at it. I mean, they put these things out every week. Uh, but to summarize, uh, just to give you an idea. The UK government basically admitted in this report that, and, and I'm quoting here, once you have been double vaccinated, you will never again, listen to me very carefully, you will never again, this goes to the point that Bruce just made, this confirms it, this shores it up right here. You will never again be able to acquire natural immunity to COVID variants or possibly any other virus. So week 42 in the COVID-19 vaccine surveillance, surveillance report, the UK Department of Health admits on page 23 of that report, uh, and I will be posting this uh, on our Telegram page, that N antibody levels appear to be, I'm quoting, appear to be lower in people who became infected after two doses of vaccination. It goes on to say that this drop in antibodies is essentially permanent, follows up with antibody-dependent enhancement, doesn't it? What does this mean? What does this mean? We know that vaccines do not prevent infection or transmission of the virus, but now it's... Uh, it's showing according to the data that we're looking at, according to the uh, the data that was put out by the UK uh, government this morning, that the unvaccinated are not the problem. They are not the problem. They are not the ones filling up the hospitals. They are two times lower in unvaccinated hospitalization cases than people that are double jabbed. The only piece of truth, what Jarhead said was, if the unvaccinated don't get vaccinated, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, people are going to climb on your back to try and force you to do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's your problem. Who's ever beaten the stick behind? You might lose your job, mate. Then who's going to polish your head? He does look like he got polished up at a bowling alley, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He does. I, I hate to. Yeah. I hate to rag on somebody for their appearance. I, I'm. I'm not that kind of person. But uh, no, no, no. The shiny he's, head thing is pretty funny. I'm. So, I'm sorry, but anybody, right? Especially a politician that can stand in a medical centre, people that know what they're doing and they've worked so hard. Yeah. And they actually question your political point of view from a medical standing. And you can go, well, that's open for debate when you don't have the know-how and you're telling that person something else. 
and natural immunity and natural immunity. He's yeah. sitting there talking yeah. to a doctor and he says, and natural he's still immunity working is your there. opinion. And the only, and if he was a problem, and if he was a problem, yeah, that doctor that had natural immunity and was unvaccinated, if there was a problem, he would not be there. Whoever runs that hospital would have outed him by now, but he's there because he does his job well. He's not a problem. The problem came in with that political point of view. He thought he was going to go there and everybody to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't. And I'm sorry, that's good. As far as I'm concerned, excellent. And I hope nobody gets penalised for it. I mean, it would be nice if there was a um, follow-up interview with that doctor, make sure he's still in a job. Uh, this is Germany again tonight. Hundreds of towns, hundreds of cities every day now. Listen, if the people are out on the streets, the only we've seen this in history and we've stood up against it, the only governments that don't Pay attention to their people become despotic and dictatorships. And they shouldn't be dictating to the people. If the people are upset, open a debate, talk to them. Don't just push them around. They haven't got the right to do that. Sit down and go. If somebody was to sit down and actually have an answer for everything that the people asked, all well and good, and a good answer. And if they answered everything with proper medical points of view and like, Whatever pa papers that come out, which have to be written, they should be openly published. They are available. And this, the people have got to the point where they don't want to go look for it. And no, that is the sad point. They they're, don't they're want, stuck. they don't want to know. No, they're, they're stuck. They, um, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of get taken, when you say it like that, I kind of get taken back to, um, the politician that you spoke to at the beginning of all this, his response to you was the people don't want to know. Ned, the people don't want to know. They don't want to know. And we're now we're now seeing that, aren't we? We're, we're seeing that in real time with our own eyes. The ones that you try to reach, that as you said, the, the ones that have been uh, that have been jabbed already, you try to to reach out to them. You laid it out perfectly. Rather than them seeing it and admitting to themselves that they made a mistake, they'll just keep going with it. I mean, what happens? Does it get to a point where they're not allowed to use certain shops, use supermarkets? And then the unvaccinated become the unclean because somebody's got an ulterior motive. And yet, so you'll have the vaccinated walking into shops, getting what they want. And then there's some poor bugger outside that's giving it, why can't I go in here? You're unvaccinated. You're not allowed in, sir. Well, that's oh, why it is here. Why, uh, uh, why is that? Hang on. So if I met someone like that and I was vaccinated, I'd have to walk in the shop and go, hang on, mate, give me a shopping list. Go in the shop. I had to come and go, there you go. And I actually paid for that too. Off you go. Just because you just don't do that. It, it's like kicking the homeless on the street. If somebody was on the day and you give it, you know, somebody, you're making people, you're defining groups of people and telling that they're nobodies. And yet they could be the future. They could be the future brilliant people of this world. And yet because you've decided to polarize society, you're telling them, no, you're not part of the human race. You see, that's where you're you're onto something, my friend, because the ones that they're telling right now that are the nobodies, we are the future. Yeah. I I I I vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're all the future of the human race. But you've got to be vocal. If you give up your voice, you give up everything. So that's where it starts from. You, you just give up. And that's nothing that is no way to teach children. Nothing to teach children. Because that means you might as well say to a child, when it asks its first question, you don't need to know that. I ain't telling you. Just do this and never tell them the answer to anything. 
and never watch that spark of intelligence grow into anything. Never have that chance to grow up and smile at your child every day because they've asked you something really interesting. Never have that chance like I had with my child. She asked me one day and it all started from, you know, sometimes I don't like getting up in the morning. Why is that? Because sometimes it's light and sometimes it's dark. So you have to explain day and night. Well, why is day and night? Ah, uh, okay. You've got to answer your child's questions day and night. And then they, from one question, it goes to something else. So you have to explain seasonal things. And you give it, well, you actually live on a planet. And your planet goes around the sun, the thing you look up in the sky. So put a big coin in the middle, that's the sun. There are some other planets, but we're number three. That's us. That's a 10p piece. You see that silver light in the sky? That's the moon. And that goes around us and we go around that. Because we're turning as we go round, and you're just doing this, and you watch the fascination of the child. Do you want to lose that? Do you want to lose those neural pathways firing off? Because that's all we... Our brain is made up of neural pathways, and the more we use them, the more fire off. And that's why we get brighter in certain directions, because maybe we don't use a certain pathway, and we don't find that interesting, but we fire off down those interesting ways. You lose your voice. Shut yourself down. That's the sort of thing that happens to somebody who gives up. And you see that in an old person where less there are, and I have seen it, and it's where they lose their friends because they've lived so long and they shut down and they don't, who do I speak to? So they lose the voice, they end up in a chair, they end up whatever. That is what the human does. If your mind and your brain's not there and you're not questioning things and you've got nothing to think about, you will shut down and you will shut your generations down. And if you want to be that sad individual that causes the in intellectual demise of what could be the bright children of tomorrow, well, I, I haven't got the words to answer that. I haven't without screaming and butting the wall, really. I mean, it's just, think on it. Don't think about, stop thinking about yourselves. I've been able to go into a nightclub or stop thinking about, that. you know, I don't need to see these people. I can just do this, come home and do whatever and st stop and think. You're one thing in a myriad of other things. And if you want the wonder of it to grow, you've got to be part of it. And so do your children. Yes, and but that, that line of thinking is against the Great Reset. The Great Reset is to do exactly what you're saying, is to, to stifle creativity, to stifle uh, basically anyone that's not considered the elite, anyone that's not considered the, the upper class, uh, everyone else is to be subservient. and. That's one of the ways you make them subservient, is stop their ability to think. Uh, if you do this, it's suicide. They know. Yes. Because, man, yeah, well, it's suicide, and they will kill themselves. Because they, their fanaticism doesn't allow them. I agree with you, but their fanaticism doesn't allow them to see it. Well, sorry. I, I, I'm intent to live to ripe old age and I, I hear outlive you, people. I hear yeah, you, my friend. I, I, I agree. No, no. The more you think, the longer you'll live. Yeah. That's true. That is true. We're going to have to go. Uh, we're we're getting to actually we're over on time, but that's okay. Ned, do you have any final thoughts? It's been a real pleasure having you here. Uh, do, you, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I, I tell you what, Johnny, I would like your inbox to be full of questions by people well, who listen to your show and okay. listen to this from questions of or even answers, answers to simple questions that we've raised. Uh, they've gone and found out for themselves, even if you don't want to hear the answers find them out and say what you found because we're a voice going one way it'd be nice to hear more voices coming back even you've if got, it just says shut up. you've got listeners all across the united states 
in most of the 50 states, excluding a couple, uh, that I think there's about maybe one citizen for every 100 square miles. And you've got 25 countries around the world, English speaking and non-English speaking, that listen to us. So what would you tell them? What would I tell them? Open a conversation about this. Even if they think you're an extremist or whatever, that are like thinking people, but always have that standpoint from just information. It's not telling somebody that they shouldn't have a choice because that's what is happening at the moment. It's a case of, yeah, who wants to talk about this? Let's have a point of view. Let's open a debate. Let's do, I mean, the universe, if you go to university and you're listening to this, tell them to debate because that's what you used to do. You went to debate and if there is somebody vaccinated and unvaccinated, get them to actually debate about the opposite thing. Because that's how we used to learn to debate. You might not like it, but it'd be interesting to see what comes out because the university is supposed to be open-minded. You're supposed to be able to debate anything, not told what you can say. In those places, if you are at university, raise those questions. Hey, can we have a debate on this? It's not happening anywhere else. Can we be a first? And if the universities debate it, and it is an interesting debate, ask if you've got an ethical professor or a professor of ethics or whatever and say, can we actually film this debate? We don't want an argument. Just keep it on a debate level and then maybe film it and get your thoughts out there. It doesn't really matter. Put it out on some platform. And if you show the world that whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're willing to debate for and against and your points of views go out there, whether they're valid or not, it might get people thinking. It might stop the polarization of those people that feel like they have to put somebody down for whether they're vaccinated or whether they're unvaccinated before it gets beyond a point. Maybe we can just stop this on the way train. It's very well said, sir. Uh, again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, and we will see you again in, uh, what, two weeks? Yeah, why not? See if we can get you and Marty on the same night. That would be fun. Yeah, that, that would be a fun night. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. It'll it would definitely be, yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I hope Bruce feels better because um, I like more vocal input from him and he is definitely worthwhile listening to. Yeah, so uh, we are going to have to go. So again, I want to thank you for being here, Ned. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, and of course, you're welcome any night of the week uh, that you want to come on. I know you're awful busy, but uh, we look forward to having you back uh, in the near future. Thank you for being here this evening. And I want to thank all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. If you're listening to us on Monday, have a great evening and we will see you tomorrow.